0: Our second reading today comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses one through 13. I will be reading from the NRSV translation, and this is the Bible that we give our eighth grade compliments. Hear now the word of our Lord. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord, your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your town. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth the sea, and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and mother so that your days may be long in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. This is the word of our Lord. Would you pray with me? God of grace and God of light, we thank you for these commands, for these guidelines to to live in your ways. I ask that the words of my mouth be pleasing to you and guide those in front of me towards your light. In Jesus' name, amen. For the past six weeks, we've been focusing on the 10 Commandments given to Moses on Mount Sinai, remembering and exploring how each of them is actually relevant to us. In order to remember these commandments, each week we've been saying them together using a mnemonic that Pastor Joel learned when he was in Sunday school. So we're gonna lift our hands just a little bit, we're still Presbyterians, um, and we'll use our fingers to remember the 10 commandments. So the first commandment, there's one God, we worship one God alone. The second commandment, there's not two gods, no idols. The third commandment, there's three letters in God's name, G-O-D, so don't use it in a bad way. The fourth commandment looks sort of like a sun, rising over the horizon, so keep the Sabbath day holy. The fifth commandment you can use to make the sign language of father and mother, so honor your father and mother. The sixth commandment, which we're looking at today, you have one and five, don't murder. Um, The seventh commandment, there's two people in a marriage, not five. The Eighth Commandment, you can do three and five or four and four, and the four and four kind of look like handcuffs, which is what happens when you steal something, so don't steal. The Ninth Commandment, the Old King James Version, which I admit I'm not completely familiar with, so I'll be reading this part. Um, Thou shalt not commit false testimony against thy neighbor. Exactly nine words, so that, that works out. And the Tenth Commandment is kind of like fence slats. If you're looking through the fence over at your neighbor, so don't covet what's not yours. The 10 Commandments show us how to conduct our lives as Christians, both before God and before one another. When we break a commandment, it's regarded as a sin. And each of the commands is meant to help purify us from sin and point us in the direction of human flourishing. There are guidelines on how to stay on the path of righteousness and human flourishing, which can kind of turn them into a to-do list or sometimes a to don't list in the case of today's. Um, do love the Lord your God. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Do honor your father and mother and don't murder. Now I'm a big, big fan of lists, okay? I have a bucket list like many of you, things I wanna do or accomplish before I die. I have an Amazon wish list that's shared with my family because for some reason, every time my birthday or Christmas comes up, I forget everything that I've ever liked. No idea. Um, I have a grocery list app on my phone that automatically sorts everything in categories, and then when I'm at the store, I tap on it and it's crossed off. It's very convenient for me. And I have lots of to-do lists. They're scattered in the notebooks that I bring to meetings. They're on the whiteboard in my office. Um, I have them on the notes app on my phone and they're left everywhere in the apartment. I probably lose half of my to-do lists and the other half I probably never finish, right? But still I write them because if I don't write things down, they just, they don't happen. So when we started our journey through the 10 Commandments, I wrote each one of them out like a to-do list with a check, check box next to it as if it were something that I needed to complete at the beginning of each day and go all the way through, right? Just like the rest of the Bible, the 10 Commandments are not for special occasions or even just Sunday mornings when we're here, they're for daily use. And today's commandment, you shall not murder, may seem like the easiest one for us to check off our to-do list. I don't have to think hard to know that I haven't murdered anyone today, right? or any day before now, to be clear, okay? But the topic of murder is a heavy one, to say the least. Our minds can go in a number of different directions. Maybe you think about abortion. Maybe you think about the military and the wars that are being fought. Maybe you think about the abundance of true crime podcasts or movies and TV shows about serial killers like Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. When did those become household names, right? Or maybe you think about the mental impact that violent video games may have on developing brains. When I uh, rehearsed this with my roommate and her boyfriend, he immediately said, wait there, there is no evidence. And I was like, okay, not really the point, but here we go. So whatever comes to mind, I think and I hope we can all agree that murder is wrong. And I'm not gonna talk about any of those any of those topics because that's not really the issue of the sixth commandment. The issue isn't whether it's right or wrong, nor even when it is right or wrong, but rather why murder is wrong in the first place. Why God made this one of the big 10 things that we must follow. So why is it so wrong? How often do we stop to think about why murder is wrong? When we turn on the news, are we still surprised to hear about another person killed? When we're watching our favorite crime show, do we still flinch at the sound of a gunshot? I don't. Maybe that's the underlying sin. A lack of reverence for life. A lack of appreciation, not only for our own lives, but of the lives of the people standing next to us in the grocery store line or sitting behind us in traffic. I know when I'm in traffic, that's not when I'm at my nicest. Life itself is a gift that God has granted us. And in the very beginning, the Lord saw that it was not good for man to be alone and made him a partner. These two humans, male and female, were made in God's image. And so are each one after that, each one of us. There is not one person that we will encounter that was not made specifically by the Lord. And I believe that when the Lord looks at this church or any church in the whole world, he's seeing us, this gathering of people, not as a group, but rather as individuals. We are not collectively the 99 sheep. Collectively, we are each the one that Jesus will go after when we go astray. We are each God's good and holy creation and we are called to treat one another as such. In Matthew chapter 5, our first reading from today, Jesus equates holding on to anger and insulting someone to murdering them. And this can sound really extreme, but what Jesus might have been getting at is that each one of us is le- is worthy of love and respect. Checking you shall not murder off our to-do list entails more than not stopping someone's heartbeat. How are we treating our brothers and sisters in Christ? How are we treating the person in front of us who is made in the holy image of our Lord? Anger is one of the leading causes of murder. You should probably know that if you've watched any crime show, along with love, hate, and jealousy. And we hold on to anger when we hold on to anger for another human being. We are almost saying that we care more about our opinion or a situation that happened than the person standing before us. So not murdering means deeply caring for someone, anyone, everyone. One of the first things that struck me when rereading the story of God giving the Ten Commandments was who God was giving them to, Moses. And when you think of Moses, a number of stories come up, the the parting of the Red Sea, perhaps, or him as a baby placed in a basket floating down the Nile. But we don't hear much of anything about his upbringing. The first two verses of Moses an adult are drastic and eye-opening. Listen to this, this is in chapter two of Exodus. One day, after Moses had become an adult, he went out among his people and he saw their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. He looked around to make sure no one else was there. Then he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand." That was two verses. Two verses, Moses goes from a baby in a basket to a full-grown adult murdering someone. And it's clear that this was not in accordance with God's plan because we don't hear God in those two verses. That indicates that Moses murdering the Egyptian was not something God instructed Moses to do. And furthermore, that murdering Egyptians was not how God would be freeing the Israelites. Fast forward 60 years, give or take, and Moses is leading all the Israelites into the desert and receiving the 10 commandments from God, one of which is to not murder. So imagine for a moment that you are Moses You're on top of a mountain, standing in a cloud of God's glory, hearing what I can only imagine is a booming voice of the Lord, right? Saying, you shall not murder. Can you even imagine the shame Moses must have felt in that moment? The Lord of all, maker of mountains and oceans and each star in the heaven is speaking to you saying, hey, These are 10 of the most important things. And the amazing thing is that God doesn't even bring up what you, Moses, did 60 years ago. But he must've been feeling shame, right? Knowing that one of these big 10 he had broken, one of the paramount directions from the Lord. The beautiful thing is God's selfless love for us says that our pasts don't define us and shame is not our portion. God's silence on what Moses did 60 years ago is not because God doesn't know about it for we know God watches over all things but because what matters is not who Moses was 60 years ago but who God is calling Moses to be here and now on Mount Sinai these commands are not meant to condemn us for our past lives but to guide us to life with Jesus Now there's an important distinction that needs to be made between shame and guilt. Shame is the enemy that's telling us that our past lives will define us forever. But guilt, guilt is the Holy Spirit gently calling us back to the path that the Lord has laid before us. If you recall, the passage from today begins with God saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And this goes deeper than just a geographical movement away from Egypt. This is a movement away from slavery, away from the Israelites' past lives. And for Moses, that literally means movement away from murder. The 10 Commandments guide us to a direct movement away from who we were, towards who God is calling us to be. And the Sixth Commandment tells us of a deep importance and preciousness of the life of everyone we encounter. So we should be putting don't murder on our daily to-do lists because each life is a gift from the Lord and each person is someone that we shouldn't take for granted, amen.